Please pray with me. God of grace, let the words that are spoken and the words that are heard be blessed by you, the living word. Amen. The risen Christ stands on the beach. He talks to his disciples who have been fishing, but they do not know that it is Jesus. Today's scripture reading follows directly after last week's reading. Last week we hear the last half of chapter 20 in John's gospel. This week we move into chapter 21, which means the events we heard about last week have just happened. Specifically, the resurrected Jesus had just appeared to his disciples on the evening of that first Easter day. Then one week later, the resurrected Jesus appeared to his disciples again, this time with Thomas present. Here's the point. The disciples have already seen the resurrected Jesus twice. And yet, when Jesus appears to them as they fish, they do not know that it is him. The disciples have already seen the resurrected Jesus twice. Why do they not recognize him? At the beginning of this morning's reading, in verse 4, it tells us that Jesus' disciples do not know that it is him. Later in the reading, in verse 12, it tells us that they do know it is Jesus. How does this happen? That Jesus goes from being unknown to being known. That the disciples go from not knowing it is him to knowing. The turning point happens when that disciple, who is unique to John's gospel, the disciple who's always called the one whom Jesus loved, this disciple sees that after Jesus tells them where to fish, their luck turns. The disciples have been fishing all through the night, maybe even 24 hours, and have caught nothing. Then Jesus shows up, though they don't yet know or recognize that it's him. He tells them where to cast their net. And suddenly they catch so many fish that the net is too heavy for them to haul into the boat. They drag it back to shore. It seems that the disciples know it is the resurrected Jesus when Jesus works a miracle. They know it is Jesus when they, he seems to demonstrate some supernatural power. Which means that the ways Jesus' disciples knew him then are different from the ways we followers of Jesus will recognize Christ today. There are many ways for us to relate to Jesus Christ today, many ways for us to know Christ. But I think these ways are different from how disciples knew Jesus 2,000 years ago. I think it's worthwhile to name the distinction we make between how we talk about a man named Jesus and how we talk about Jesus who we call the Christ. It is John's gospel, the gospel we heard from today, that begins at the beginning, telling us that in the beginning was the word, And the word was with God, and the word was God. And the word became flesh and lived among us. Jesus was born at a certain moment in history. But Jesus embodied the Christ, the word, a reality that was present before the birth of the historical Jesus. And the word Jesus embodied continued beyond the mortal life of the historical Jesus. Christians understand Jesus as an embodiment of the Christ, which is why we call him Jesus Christ or Jesus the Christ. Jesus, the Messiah, the Anointed One. To put it another way, 
the spiritual reality of Christ is an eternal spiritual truth, is a window into the very nature of God. And the life of the historical Jesus was the human manifestation of this eternal truth. On the day recorded in our scripture reading for this morning, Jesus' disciples recognize him as a man they talk directly to and as a man who works a miracle. Our worldview is different from the worldview of the first followers of Jesus. Many of us do not believe in supernatural powers or in miracles. Last week I was talking a bit about keeping a sense of mystery and awe at the center of our faith. And for me, the workings of God, and even the way our world works, are mysterious enough that I do not rule out the possibility of miracles. At the same time, I might never see a miracle. So if I am to know Christ in my life, I need to see Christ in more than miracles. For me to make that movement, from not knowing Christ to knowing Christ, I need to know what it is about the nature of God that Jesus Christ reveals. And then I need to know how I see and know those things in my life, in my world, today. The God revealed in Jesus Christ is a God who loves God's creation, loves this world and the creatures in it, and loves the human community. Jesus reveals a God who does not remain apart from creation, but a God who shows up and enters in. The God revealed in Jesus Christ is a God who brings human and divine together in intimate relationship. Whether it's the intimate relationship we find in imagining Jesus' nature as both divine and human, or the intimacy we see in how Jesus talked with God, or the intimate relationship we find in our own connections to God. Jesus reveals a God who is not distant from humanity, but is intimately close to us. The God revealed in Jesus Christ is a God who cherishes our spirits, but also loves our bodies. God showed up in a body, word made flesh. And God in Jesus shows us the importance of tending to the physical realities of life. Feeding the hungry, healing the sick, clothing the naked. The God revealed in Jesus Christ is a God who sees the lines we draw to separate people from one another and crosses over those lines. The God revealed in Jesus Christ draws outsiders in and declares the unclean as clean. The God revealed in Jesus Christ seeks our healing wherever we are not well, calls us into wholeness where we might be fractured. The God revealed in Jesus Christ offers hope where we have experienced despair. We are not here to worship a person who could be contained by a particular period in time, period of history, in a particular geographical location. We worship a Christ who lives still today. We worship a God who happened to be uniquely revealed by that person, that person contained in time and place. But the one we worship, the one who we put our faith in, is one who cannot be contained by history or geography. 
as something of a side note, this is why the discrepancies we find when we compare the details of our Gospels do not diminish our faith. Our faith is not a faith in the accuracy of particular recordings of particular historical events. Our faith is in a God whose nature is illuminated through particular events and relationships, then and now. The important claim the Christian faith makes about Jesus is that he revealed God to us in ways that provide enormous insight into God's own nature. It is the God that has been revealed who is the object of our faith. It is the God that has been revealed who is the one we believe in. One of the gifts of the Christian faith is um, that, that comes through the way the Christian faith reveals Jesus Christ, reveals God through Jesus Christ, is that we have more than one way of seeing God. We see the all-powerful and eternal God as vast and mysterious. But with the face of Jesus revealing God to nature, we can also see God as loving and familiar. It's helpful to our faith for many of us to have God be a bit more accessible in this way. We see over and over again that the disciples do not always recognize the risen Christ when he shows up, even though they've seen him before. And this is true for us too, right? Those turning points where we recognize the presence of Christ happen over and over again, not once and for all. We recognize the presence of Christ where all God's creation is cherished and where human community is nurtured. We recognize the presence of Christ when we feel intimately close to God, even to a God who is vast and mysterious. We recognize the presence of Christ when the hungry are fed and real life needs are met. We recognize the presence of Christ when people cross dividing lines in order to bring people together. We recognize the presence of Christ wherever we find healing and wholeness and hope. The final words spoken by the resurrected Christ in this scripture reading are words Jesus says over and over again. Follow me. And ultimately, is this not how we show our faith? Not through creed or doctrine, but by following the one who invites us to follow? I've listed many ways that we know or recognize Christ, but these aren't things that we see or know as observers, as witnesses from the sidelines. Ultimately, we know Christ best as our own lives reflect the God Jesus revealed, as our own lives contribute to care for creation and building of community and closeness with God. Ultimately, we know Christ best as we ourselves feed the hungry, and meet the needs of a hurting world. We never know Christ best through scripture or doctrine. We know Christ best through the living of our faith. We know Christ best as we follow. Amen.